0: So should we be having this weirdo debate about canned cocktails? It's a serious subject in the General Assembly. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. This is about who gets to distribute a canned mixed drink. Should the beer wholesalers be able to get in on this? should only be with the wine and spirits people? Why can't I just sell it? I mean, if we're going to get into a conversation about who has the ability or the, the, yeah, the ability, the possibility of selling these products, why can't I sell it? Why can't I just start a company and be able to distribute uh, canned cocktails? I mean, if we're going to go down the road, let's go down the road. You've got, uh, this is from the IBJ, the chief operating officer of the Indianapolis-based National Wine and Spirits. For the good of our marketplace, we should just leave this alone. The state of Indiana has more urgent matters to address than carving out another piece of business and awarding it to protected wholesalers. Well, I think that's that's very kind of you uh, to say, John Baker, who is the chief operating officer. But is the, is it the suggestion that we shouldn't talk at any times about maybe expanding business opportunities because now's not the time there is never a good time there is no good time but maybe we should ask ourselves the bigger question why do we have these distributors to begin with why can't somebody just be in the business of selling these goods and products they're legal They're legal products. Why why do we have the strangleholds? Some people don't want to bring it up because they want to protect their fiefdom. I'm saying it's totally fine to bring it up. We should just ask ourselves what it means overall. This takes us to the strangest. The strangest. Where Joe Hogsett, the mayor of Indianapolis went to Castleton to support the workers over at REI, the recreation people, right? $900 for a tent people. Hey, God bless. You could sell them. You can sell them. Proud to stand with employees at REI Castleton as they unionize for better working conditions. By advocating for better wages and security, you are advocating not only for yourselves, but for employees throughout Indy. First, wait till REI goes out and only sells things online. That that will come. Secondly, this is where the mayor of Indianapolis puts his time. He puts his time into supporting the unionization of a business and council. All the problems, and this is where he focuses himself. I uh, he has decided to let his leftist freak flag for uh fly. Okay. I think we need to use this to our advantage, because if, if this is the case, if this is the mayor he's going to be, remember, you voted for it in Indianapolis, she had a chance, he chose not to do it, uh, if this is the kind of mayor he's going to be, it is my suggestion that we work immediately to unionize the potholes, and maybe then Joe Hogsett will pay attention to them. If we can get that going, that would be great. Potholes today, potholes tomorrow, I don't know, whatever that union slogan is. Unionize the potholes, finally. Finally, the mayor of Indianapolis will pay attention. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Would the, like the Indiana the Museum like to respond? Against your Indiana Museum being, so being the Indiana stand. State Museum and historic sites on uh, X at Indiana Museum. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com, the podcast at WIBC.com. You should subscribe uh, if you have not already. Libs of TikTok put out a story. The Indiana Museum, it reads, which is funded by the state of Indiana, has a program for kids to, quote, decorate protest signs, unquote. For BLM and anti-Israel protests, one sign contains uh, the genocidal slogan from the river to the sea. Your tax dollars hard at work turning kids into activists. And there, there's a... There's a photo, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It says, design protest signs. And it says, Black Lives Matter. And there's paper and there's markers. And then um, the signs behind it, in in, in freedom we unite. And then there's another sign that reads, birds aren't real. I'm just saying, I don't know what that refers to. But this is, these are photos. Um, and then there is one sign that reads free palestine then there's another sign that reads from the river to the sea some weird decoration but neither here nor there the question before us is is the indiana museum which is the indiana state museum are they proactively trying to get kids to support Hamas, to support BLM, to support, well, a- anything really. Why are, they, why are they having a, are they having this, this area where you can make protest signs? And what if you're protesting, what if I make a sign uh, that says taxation is theft? Does that go up? Or is that not an acceptable protest sign? Are we doing this? I'm, I'm asking for a response from the Indiana Museum. We will reach out. Just like you know, we told you, we would reach out to Governor Holcomb's office. He goes to visit the border. Producer Carl reached out. You know what producer Carl was told? Governor's unavailable. This is all Governor Holcomb's office does. They don't talk about anything, they don't share anything, they don't care to to respond to anything. Unavailable. We didn't even offer up a time. I mean, that's happened before. We don't even offer up a timer like, hey, we'd like to talk about this. He's unavailable. Governor Holcomb hasn't figured out that he has a comms team worse than Joe Hogsett's. Joe Hogsett's team is just a bunch of radicalized children. I have no idea what Governor Holcomb's excuse is. Won't answer a question. Will not respond. Will not sit down. This is... So even when there's something that that we see as valuable, like this trip to the border, nope. He won't talk about things we agree with. We won't talk about the things we disagree with. He won't talk. It's it's really ugly. And uh, I only hope that the next governor uh, is somebody who will actually uh, discuss things with the people and not hide... Over there on Meridian. I just do my thing and I don't need to talk to you people. I won re-election. We're fine. We're done. That's not leadership. Not answering, not sharing, not engaging. Not leadership. It's some ivory tower nonsense. But it's not leadership. The popcorn moment, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's a story you need to hear to believe, then grab your popcorn, because there is more. This starts with a story from 50 Cent. He's discussing how New York is now going to launch a program that will provide prepaid credit cards to migrant families. Those who are in the country illegally. They can use it at bodegas and grocery stores, supermarkets, convenience stores. They have to sign an affidavit swearing they'll only spend the funds on food and baby supplies or they'll be kicked out of the program. And then, of course, they'll just attack a cop and everything will be fine. By the way, the guys who attacked the cop, they assaulted a store owner uh, hours before. That's the reporting. Remember, they attacked a cop and nothing happened to them. And now that maybe they took a bus to California, nobody knows where they are. Great system we have. And I don't know if this new border legislation makes it better or not. I know Chris Murphy, the senator from Connecticut, is in favor of it. And that gives me pause because that guy is not bright. $53 million program to provide uh, asylum seekers arriving at the Roosevelt Hotel with cash from the city to buy food 50 cent is looking at this and saying um i uh don't understand how this works maybe trump is the answer (gasps) what oh that's brutal maybe trump is the answer You're spending money on people who are here illegally. People who have no interest in following the law. They won't follow the law. And it's gotten so nuts that people are saying, huh, maybe, maybe Trump's the right guy. This brings us to a piece on MSNBC. This is one of their... Their reporters in a barbershop talking to uh, some, some people. The reporter is black. The people in the barbershop are black. I say that for an important reason because a lot of people focus on race. And this was about black male voters in South Carolina discussing the presidential race. Oh, they're discussing it all right i'm trying to grow my business um as far as biden i haven't seen biden really care about business like that and my concern is having my business so that i can build generational wealth so my kids can see and have something to 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 take upon With i'm not here you're hearing that too that there are some people in your orbit who are either voting for donald trump or considering it for sure a lot of my friends are obviously my so we're a little younger Mm -hmm. we've only voted once you know, for for a president and Trump is kind of all we know. And they're kind of Trump and Biden. They're like, well, we were broke with Biden. We weren't with Trump. And that's kind of the only thing that I'm hearing over and over again, over and over again, yeah. is that with well, Trump, we had money. With Trump, we had money It's an unbelievably strong statement. But, but uh, allow me to go back to the beginning and this shop owner, I'm trying to grow my business Um, as far as Biden. I haven't seen Biden really care about business like that. And my concern is having my business so that I can build generational wealth. The only person you have ever heard discussing Black America and generational wealth is me. I have discussed this from a tax perspective for years. This is the first generation of black Americans that will have wealth to leave to their children. Why aren't Republicans focused on taxes and other things that will allow them to keep their dollars, as opposed to Democrats who just want to take their money? This is an opportunity on an opportunity because the facts are the facts. We've only been doing this now, I think it's two years, we've been having this conversation. How much more proof do you need if the Republican Party wasn't made up of such schmucks? Incapable fools, not able to have a conversation for fear of being called a racist. They'd be working legislation that would help all Americans, including this black shop owner, and everybody would be better off. But no, no, they'll they'll, they'll swing and a miss. Stop with the idolatry and start fixing people's lives and you will win elections because people want what they want, which is what's best for them. Idol worship is meaningless crap. Can't believe I still have to explain this to people. So there will be a delay in the trial against President Trump regarding January 6th. Jack Smith, special counsel, can't be happy. How dare that Supreme Court actually take up some case from Donald Trump? Who does this guy think he is? A defendant with rights? That's a nutty. Tony Katz, 93WIBC. Good morning. This was Jack Smith and the White House wanting a trial for President Trump to begin the day before Super Tuesday? You know, election interference. And now that trial has been delayed. Not just delayed, delayed indefinitely, meaning they have nothing on the schedule for when this will return. It will return, don't get me wrong. This is Federal Judge Tanya Chutkin making that statement on Friday. Vacating the March 4th trial date. So the desire to try and interfere with the presidential election, yeah, yeah, the progressives not getting their way on that. Now, I should note that there is another way to look at this, which is um, regarding the the Trump supporter. Election interference would have been a very nice thing to blame if the election doesn't go your way. But if there's no election interference, you're going to have to find something else to blame if it doesn't go your way. That said, this is election interference. That was the plan. That was the desire. That was the goal. From the very very beginning that was the goal. As un-American as the day is long, these progressives do not care about decency nor do they care about the rule of law. That much is obvious. Cooking a steak wouldn't it be great you could be my mate Cooking a steak, for goodness sake, will you please be my mate and come and cook a steak? Steak. Ah, Meatless Monday. As you know, the Indianapolis City County Council, they passed a resolution quite a few years ago saying you shouldn't have meat on a Monday, the environment or your health or whatever nonsense uh, it is. Meatless Monday. Let's get everybody eating bugs. That's, that's these people. That's these progressives. Meanwhile, the mayor of Indianapolis doesn't worry about murders in in the city, doesn't worry about potholes, but he heads on over to REI there in Castleton because there the workers want to unionize, and he's all down with that. This guy's priorities are very much out of whack. When they unionize, it'll be like California, which now has a $20 an hour minimum wage, and all of a sudden you're going to see fast food. They're going to raise all the prices. Best of luck getting a burrito at Chipotle. You're going to need a second job. So eventually, the people who work there won't have jobs. This is what happens when you don't understand how economics works. But you got the mayor of Indianapolis going to REI saying, uh, you guys should unionize. The focus is just Nowhere. Our focus is on supporting local restaurants, local businesses that sell themselves a steak, maybe a burger, something with meat. And Matt Bear, we also are going to the Castleton area. We're going to Ale Emporium. Oh, that's a good one. Ale Emporium is where you go in Indianapolis, which is a 21 and over spot. Can I get a little something? Woo. We don't need those kids. Those kids in there and there loud noises in there i don't know Kids stuff they've got the wings over there at el emporium it, it's right there in allisonville have, have you seen it have mm-hmm. you seen have you seen where it is there on allisonville uh it's uh 86 allisonville road in indianapolis they're also in fishers over there guys they're also in in greenwood is, is where they are they got the wings they got the the have you seen the, the hermanaki wings There, I've got the Herman Style Wings. It's a secret blend of peppers and spices mixed with the ale's secret sauce. Who doesn't want this? Everybody wants this. The Buffalo Chicken Dip, also available. You can get the white stromboli, which is the smoked chicken, the classic white sauce, pepperoni, onions, bacon, mild banana pepper, smoked gouda cheese, uh, baked on a French baguette. That is available to you. You can also get the tenderloin. And then, of course, the Allen Hardy burger, the blackjack burger. You've got uh the uh the the bacon wrap filet. It is all there. Are they open at for Ale lunch? Encorium. What's that? Are they open for lunch? Uh it's a great question. Are they open for lunch? Let's find out right now, because Matt Bear is uh a little hungry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he would like to know. If they're open for, I don't, I don't, it doesn't say. Okay. The details. Well, well. I'm viewing the details. Well, uh, yes. Okay. Yes. They are open at 11 a.m. Well, take the fam. Right? The Tell, fam. take the, Well, you can't take the family. Well, you can take the work fam. You can take the work family. Yeah. Just can't take the kids. No. Because they're in, uh, their, uh, 21 in on Allisonville, All right. 21 and over. Yeah. So, yeah, the kids can stay in the car. Yeah. don't be a rule breaker. You they? know? Just, uh, I don't know, give them, give them a lollipop and be like, hey, we're not worried about your health. Here's your chicken witch <laughs> Right. That is Ale Emporium, people. You can uh, find them online. Check them out in their uh, locations. 8617 Allisonville Road. That's where you go for Meatless Monday. That's how it's done. Just that easy. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. passed the support for Iran uh, many months ago, three months ago. Uh, immediately after I became Speaker, we sent the necessary resources there. We passed our bill on border security nine months ago. It's been sitting on Chuck Schumer's desk collecting dust ever since. The HR2, which is our, our signature mm-hmm. bill right out of the beginning, right out of the blocks for the House Republican Conference and our Republican majority, would have solved this problem. We would resolve the asylum, the broken asylum system and the broken parole system. We would uh, reinstitute remain in Mexico, which would stem the flow by probably 70%. We would end the the catch and release, the the release, the mass releases of illegals into our country that's happened. This border is out of control. All these problems have mounted, and the Senate has been dithering ever since. We, That's a Speaker Johnson. And yes, Republicans did put forward legislation, and no, the Senate did not move on it. The White House did not move on it. All of a sudden, everybody has to move on this bipartisan piece of legislation. The problem is it just got released last night. It's 370 pages. No one's read it all. So all of the posturing going on on social media and every other place is nonsense. But the posturing in both directions is nonsense. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. If you would, I'd greatly appreciate it. Chat room is also open. If you tell me that this bill is great because it's bipartisan, I'll tell you that one of the people who put this bill together is Senator Chris Murphy, Democratic Connecticut, and Chris Murphy is a fool. So I'm going to be very wary of the legislation. If you tell me that the legislation... Puts caps on the amount of people coming across the border. It could effectively shut the border down the second it was signed into law. But that the president has the authority to remove that part of the legislation. To decide that there is an emergency and therefore allow unfettered access into the country. Why would I trust Joe Biden in this regard? A a provision like that is simply stating pay no attention to everything else that is within the bill itself. These are some of the things that are starting to come out. But it's 370 pages and no one has read it all. And for the sake of clarity, why does this legislation have any funding for Ukraine or Israel? You want to do funding for Israel? Stand alone. Go ahead. Funding for Ukraine? Stand alone. Funding for the border? Stand alone. That's how it should be done. Why are you putting billions in there that has nothing to do with border security? Now, if you say to me, well, dealing with these places actually helps secure a border, do we have more people coming across uh, the southern border to do America harm from Ukraine or from Hamas? Let's talk about where the money has to go then. Because the answer is not Ukraine, obviously. So a lot of people are going to be posturing about what this legislation says. They haven't read it. They've been doing it already. They never read it. We'll dig in. Uh, I mean, I'm going to get into it on Tony Katz today at noon. But we're going to dig in tomorrow. What does it actually say? A chance to have read some of it. Review some of it. Talk to people who do this part of it for a living. And what is it that it's saying to them? Then we can start making more informed decisions. As opposed to radical emotional uh, statements that mean nothing.